0: You're now listening to The Gratitude Podcast, episode 106. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe.
1: Revel in the moment, celebrate your wins and enjoy what you have. Because no matter where you're at right now in your current position, somebody has less than you. And they've done all kinds of studies, scientific studies that show some of the happiest people on the planet have the least amount of things. And I truly believe in that because I can talk from the opposite aspect of that. The more things you have doesn't make you more happy. And I'm I'm not one to say like, you know, money is bad or anything like that. I don't agree with that. But what happens the more we have, the less we appreciate it. The further away we get from being content and grateful for what we have in our current situations. And the more we focus, so the opposite of that, the more we focus on being thankful and grateful for the things we do have, no matter how small or how minimal that might be, the happier we're going to be. And in the end, I mean, really, that's all that matters. If you can learn and it's a practice, it's a practice exercise. I can tell you it does not come naturally. But if you can learn to just constantly be thankful for what you have, you're going to be so much happier and probably more successful as well in the long run.
0: I have Mark Wade. He's actually Doctor Mark Wade from Hustle and Scale. He is helping entrepreneurs scale their businesses, but he is also the co-founder of the American Posture Institute. And uh, what's interesting about Mark is the fact that he has built multiple multi-million-dollar businesses from the ground up, but he has also lost millions as well. And um, I think he has a really interesting life experience from which we can all learn a lot. And uh, I'm really curious about the role that gratitude played in his successes, but also how he dealt uh, with, uh, with the losses. Mark, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Let us know a little bit more about you, about what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on here. I'm super excited about this. Uh, As you said, yes, I am the uh, the founder of Hustle and Scale, co-founder of American Posture Institute. And I also uh, have a SaaS company, our software as a service company called Virtual Summit Software. I like to call it the trilogy. Um, I've been in brick and mortar business, online education, and now software, as well as a few other things. So to say I, I enjoy building businesses, you'd be spot on right there. But I also believe one of the most important things, which I'm sure we're going to get into, uh, is gratitude, and and I've actually got some great stories I'm I'm looking forward to sharing with your audience.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. I'm really, really curious about how it was for you to to build businesses, and for instance, in my in my experience, the fact that uh, you have a perspective uh, from like. You have a gratitude perspective on life. It helps you see the resources around you. And um, I'm really curious, how did gratitude help you build those multimillion dollar businesses?
1: Well, um, I would actually, of course, the gratitude helped me build them. But I would definitely say gratitude helped me um, go through the process of, of building them or through the process of success. Uh, it kind of starts I mean we've all heard that kind of story like w- with the uh, like when the olympic like when the Olympic skier wins the gold medal they're kind of lost. You know what do they do now they 've kind of achieved their highest uh, goal yeah. and something i've noticed personally but i've also noticed it with other uh, f- friends or people in my kind of masterminds that I associate with is when you get to kind of a level where you've accomplished what you thought would be the highest points you could ever accomplish. You kind of go through a period of of loss and you in some instances you can almost lose your way you you lose purpose and which I believe and I've felt personally that when you lose purpose it's one of the most uh disheartening and and kind of sad not I don't like to say sad it's kind of the most empty periods you can be in it it's just a feeling of empty, which is very ironic because you technically have everything you've ever wanted. Um, but what it is, is you lose that purpose, that fulfillment. And the only way I believe to really get that back is to focus on gratitude.
0: Wow. This is wonderful. And I actually, um, it actually relates to something that happened recently. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the best female tennis player in the world is Romanian. And, um, after winning the um the French uh so th- it's one of the, the biggest um uh, tournaments in France, I don't remember exactly the name. Um she now lost her first game in the US Open and it's a similar situation in which uh she she's, she won something really big and afterwards it seems that she she lost focus and um, she wasn't able to to continue at the same level and I think this is very similar and very interesting because it's actually something that happened these days.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and I and I, again you see this a lot. When we hear it. I mean, th- this aspect is kind of a little sad or a little. Uh, pessimistic, but we'll get into the positive aspects I'm sure here as we keep going. But I mean, this is why you see and hear a lot of the big celebrities, a lot of the uh, high level CEOs of fortune 500 companies, you know, all committing suicide. We've all heard of the lottery winner who eventually committed suicide. It's once, if you don't have purpose, then nothing else matters. Nothing has meaning. And if we don't as humans, we're, we're not designed to operate without purpose and without meaning. And again, this can be on different levels for everybody. It's not just for the fortune 500 people, but usually a lot of times, uh, going through our journeys, we know what we're focusing on. We're all busy working on that, which continues to give us purpose, which then gives us fulfillment. But if you get to success quickly, which you know, some people do, or you kind of achieve these goals that you've had your whole life, uh, it's easy to lose that purpose. It's easy to lose that fulfillment because you know, one of the things I, I say is like, you know, having more, like, you know, having money is great. Having more money doesn't really mean much. Of course, you, you want to have money, but it doesn't have meaning. And if we don't have meaning, it's easy to feel empty and, and lost. And again, the, I believe the only way to really get that back is through gratitude.
0: Wonderful. And by the way, how did you use gratitude in in those moments of your life?
1: Well, I would definitely say, so there's two big moments that stick out in my mind. The first being I was, uh, I was in the, the military, I was an army national guard and I was pulled out of pre-med and sent to Iraq. So I was, I was in the war um, mm. at ni- uh, 20 years old. So as a 20 year old, you know, I got to, to become familiar with, you know, the, the p- potential of, you know, losing everything very quickly. Um, also it was a difficult experience because you go from your normal daily life of having all the comforts of home, you know, running water, a working bathroom, going to bed when you want electricity, air conditioning, et cetera, to being over in Iraq at that period of time, we did not have any of that. So you, you, you learn to appreciate the little things. Um, Additionally, so I would say with that experience, I I reflect back on that experience a a lot because whenever I'm having any kind of problems or complications or issues, I just think back to that. Like, I mean, and I don't like to say it could always be worse, but sometimes it's important to recognize your situation right now and how good you have it. Mm -hmm. And if that's something that helps you, that's a way of doing it. I always look at it and go, hey, at least I've got running water in a bathroom inside of my house right now. Because during that 18 months, I did not. The other side of it, <clears throat> how gratitude helped me is, you know, I built multiple businesses, but one of the biggest businesses I built, which was a multi-million dollar and is a multi-million dollar business, it was, it went through the same period that I was just referring to where eventually we we came to success rather quickly. Um, we were making, we were, we are one of the industry uh, kind of titans in our space but as soon as I had everything I needed or wanted, they it all kind of lost its importance, It's lost its value. And I lost a little bit, you know, I lost my purpose and my way. And that's one of the reasons, um, you know, I almost tanked that company almost an overnight. And so having gratitude, I went through this kind of deep you know, period of, of of almost depression of just feeling lost and confused and like, you know, not even wanting to keep doing it. Cause it's like, what's the point? I've accomplished everything I'd ever thought or dreamt of, or even hoped of accomplishing in my life. I I had it all. So just having more of it didn't really help me. But it wasn't until I started focusing back on gratitude on what I had and why it's important and the small things. And and like one of the biggest things that helped me is I started focusing on kind of this thought process of revel in the moment, celebrate your wins, enjoy what you have. Because I stopped celebrating even the small wins. I stopped appreciating the moment. And I wasn't enjoying what I had because I was just constantly looking for more of it. So gratitude actually helped pull me out of that period. I mean, and it was it was a dark period for sure. Um, and, and, and this is really kind of ironic thinking about it. I haven't really talked about this too, too much publicly. So this is a, an interesting interview here. <laughs> Thank you for that. No problem. But during that period, um, I remember specifically like, Having everything I needed or wanted, you know, having more money than I could spend, having all the gadgets and doodads, and being able to do whatever I wanted, but nothing, nothing seemed fulfilling. It's almost mm-hmm. like if you could, if to to kind of put it into a metaphor, if you could, if it's like be eating food but having no taste to the food. It's like it was mm-hmm. like what was the point? So pulling out of that came from going back to the small things, like little things again, running water working toilet uh you know having people around me that loved me and cared about me just focusing on the small things and when we had these wins because we had accomplished so many big wins That that was the only thing we were really celebrating anymore. But we had little wins all the time. We all have little wins, you know, like, hey, hey, the car started today. That's a great win, you know, but learning to focus on small things, which is in in turn gratitude, being grateful for the little things that are working in, in that the accomplishments. And then, of course, enjoying what you have instead of constantly focusing on more. So that's how it helped me during that period of
0: time. This is really, really good. And I, I love the perspective. For instance, I think many businesses um, go down instead of continually continually growing or just staying steady because in, on the back end of, of a business is a human being or a, uh, some human beings. And if they're not able to continue to, be grateful to appreciate, to see, uh, how amazing life is as they built it. Um, it's not motivating to keep on going and to keep on creating and keep on doing those, those kinds of things that keep the business running. And it's such an interesting, interesting perspective. And I also wanted to, to ask you something that I think can be really helpful for our listeners. Um, as much as you can, uh, of course, because I know that there might be military things that um, are forbidden uh, to speak about. But tell us a little bit about your conditions there in Iraq, because I think it can be really helpful for us to see how how great we have it when we see how how hard it was for you in in those moments.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that honestly, that period, that moment of time is is what I refer back to always that kind of, uh, started my journey because just to paint the full picture, you know, I'm a 20, 20 year old in college going through pre-med, you know, the, the it was kind of like the world is my oyster. Like I, you know, I was naively believed the entire world revolved around me as most of us <laughs> do when we're younger. Right. So <clears throat> when I got pulled out of, uh, college and sent to Iraq, it was a very quick awakening. The conditions being very, very poor at the time, because I was in one of the first rounds uh, that went right as soon as the war started. Uh, So, of course, now the conditions are greatly improved from what I've heard. But back then, we were we were sixteen or seventeen men in a tent uh, in Iraq, you know, with extreme heat, extreme temperatures. The um, the bathrooms, which were just like porta potties, essentially, were about a half a mile outside of what was called Tent City, wow. which is just all of these tents kind of stacked next to each other. So, if you woke up in the middle of the night and you had to go to the bathroom, you had to walk half a mile to get there. Uh, the showers, or you know, the showers and sinks or whatnot, were next to the latrines, so that was about a half a mile away as well. But the funny thing with those. Is they had these tank like they we would have these water trucks that would come and fill these big portable water tanks, right, mm-hmm. so as long as there was water in there, you could have a shower like if you were one of the later ones to get there and the water was gone, you couldn't have a shower. The oh, other funny God. are kind of the other aspect to it is it wasn't heated right it was just a, a tanker with water in it, so depending on the temperature of the day, so the first thing in the morning, like a lot of times we were on the on the humvees to go out um before you know three or four in the morning so it's still in the middle of the night and so if you take a shower at that point the water feels freezing because it's cold but then during the the day you know when you and that's when you want the warm water right but then during the day when you come back and you want a cold shower because you've been out in the extreme heat the water's been in the sun all day and it's cold and hot so that's a little bit of, of, of the conditions but what actually the the most important aspect of that or my takeaway from that that kind of put me on this path was while i was there again i was ta- i was referred to how i kind of thought the world revolved around me you know i thought my family was here for me i thought my friends were here for me i thought you know everything was for me at that period and when i got there of course you know i was receiving packages and letters and you know i felt the love and people missed me but as time went on the packages and the letters slowed down and what i quickly realized is that everybody else their lives were continuing on as normal. Like in my mind, I thought, well, nobody's going to be able to, you know, the world can't possibly continue without me. Right. (laughs) But at that moment is when I actually came to a harrowing truth is that if I died today, like, of course people would be sad, but their lives would go on exactly as normal. And then I started thinking like, well, what have I done? Like what, what's going to, if I die, because I mean, it was a very real possibility. People were dying there. And so if I died today, like what would live on after me? I mean, my family would of course miss me and, and be sad, but what would what would continue on and then after they're gone, what would no, like nobody would remember me? And that was when I made a, a vow, a kind of an oath to myself. if I made it out of this and I was able to come home, I would focus and build a legacy. And ever since I got back from my, Iraq, I've been ferociously I call it a ferocious vision. I am 100% committed to building a positive legacy and doing things that impact people in the world that will live on without me. And, I, and people always say, man, you're so intense. How do, you, how do you do all of this stuff? You know, like how do you run four or five different companies and three or four national organizations? And I say, look, I have a very limited time right here. Every day is a blessing. And I am going to do the most good I can every day while I'm here
0: wow this is so inspiring like all of those negative things that have happened there and that um made they, they actually made you into a stronger person into a person that's uh, even more appreciative of life and of the gift that that you have and that you want to give actually to the world and i i think this is amazing like it's such an empowering way of of living life like if we are in conditions that are really harsh right now that can actually become a fuel right to 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 live a legacy to do something good for the world
1: yeah, that's that's what it is. And honestly, again, going back to those kind of three steps, revel in the moment, celebrate your wins and enjoy what you have. Because no matter where you're at right now in your current position, somebody has less than you. And they've done all kinds of studies, scientific studies that show some of the happiest people on the planet have the least amount of things. And I truly believe in that because I can talk from the opposite aspect of that. The more things you have doesn't make you more happy. And I'm I'm not one to say like, you know, money is bad or anything like that. I don't agree with that. But what happens the more we have, the less we appreciate it. The further away we get from being content and grateful for what we have in our current situations. And the more we focus, so the opposite of that, the more we focus on being thankful and grateful for the things we do have, no matter how small or how Minimal that might be, the happier we're going to be. And in the end, I mean, really, that's all that matters is being happy and content with what you have. Revel in the moment because the moments pass quickly. And honestly, like we're even if you live a full life, it's just a blip. It's a it's a small period of time. So enjoy every single moment. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't get to enjoy that entire life that entire lifespan. Um and and so it's it's one of those things like you never know, like tomorrow's not guaranteed. So enjoy today, enjoy the moments, enjoy celebrate your wins, whatever you're working on, you know, whatever that thing is that you're kind of hoping to do or, or trying to do, celebrate even the small wins. Like, you know, even if you just got got something else accomplished today, celebrate that because the more we celebrate our wins the more grateful we'll be. And then of course, enjoy what you have because there's always somebody out there that has less than you. And I know that kind of seems a cliche and like, well, so what I want more, but honestly, just be grateful for what you have. I'm telling you having more does not necessarily make life better. If you can learn and it's a practiced, it's a practice exercise. I can tell you it does not come naturally, but if you can learn to just constantly be thankful for what you have you're going to be so much happier and probably more successful as well
0: in the long run exactly exactly this is one of it it's like you you spoke what uh, what i always wanted to to express uh, to the gratitude seekers this is the exact same thing that i'm always thinking about and wanting to get uh, the word out about because this is, this is the truth and this, this has been my experience and this has been your experience and the experience of many other people around the world. Um, but I also wanted to ask you something. I know that you've traveled a lot. You've been in 40 of the 50 states of the United States. You've been to the Arctic Circle, uh, most of the Caribbean, South America, Australia, New Zealand, Dubai, Iraq, Jerusalem. Scandinavia, mo- most of Europe, Africa, and Canada, and um, I'm really curious to to find out how this changed you. Uh, how did this traveling help you see the world from a different perspective?
1: Oh, this is one of my favorite topics right here. <laughs> I, <laughs> you can tell I love traveling just by, by all of those countries, but um, yeah, I actually... Uh, I lived in Italy for six years, which yeah, allowed I me, that. <laughs> well, it allowed me the opportunity to, to travel to a lot of those amazing places like Europe. I've traveled to almost every country in Europe. Um, and it was just stunning. It was just amazing. So traveling in general is one of those things that I think helps us be grateful. It helps it, it, it keeps us kinda young and 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 lighthearted and, and like we're all inspiring because you see new things, you experience new experiences, you meet new people and you you uh, feel new cultures. And so I mean this can be summed for all of the countries I visited, but specifically living in Italy, learning their culture uh, and a pre- like what what it did for me is it helped me see things from a different Point of view, yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, t- stereotypically Americans, we have you know this kind of way about ourselves, and we kind of think we know know everything. I guess like that's that's bad. I'm stereotyping everybody. Please, please forgive me, Americans. But um, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that a lot of times many of us in America, we don't get the opportunity to travel outside of America of America. But when you do that and when you see these new cultures and you learn and you meet new people, what it does is you realize one that it doesn't matter how different people are like you learn to relate and connect with them. So, I mean, many of the people I met, we had very different opinions on life and how things should be everything from work to family to, you know, religions or whatever. But what you learn to do is look past that and just enjoy the person. So that's one aspect of it. For me traveling, it was great to be able to move past my own barriers of beliefs and learn to just appreciate people and then the little things. I mean, obviously when you travel, things are completely different from country to country, you know, the way we do or have things in America is much different than Italy, which is much different than Africa, right? There's, there's different comforts, there's different, uh, conveniences and technology, but it's so amazing. So if, if you, you, ha- you have to, if you're going to be a world traveler, uh, learn to accept that things are going to be different. Some things are going to be less convenient, which would not be ideal in most scenarios, but you learn to appreciate uh, the beauty of what they have. So I think, you know, and specifically in Italy, for them, the culture is food, family, and being in the moment which really helps mm. me um slow down my speed of life because in in one of the things you know one of the bad habits i guess that i developed in the us was always going like go oh, you know we work 100 120 hours whatever as an entrepreneur Whoa. a week sometimes and most people in america uh, i think they said the last that da- i saw like most people work 52 hours a week on average so that's a lot in italy nobody worked that much. I mean, (laughs) if anything, they, they worked probably less, you know, they worked less than anybody, but it's a beautiful aspect because for them, like work doesn't really matter. What matters is family, food, and enjoying the moment. And so by being there and understanding that culture and, and kind of adapting or adopting that, that mindset, it really did a lot for my peace, you know, for being at peace, as well as being grateful and appreciating things. I mean, because it would have it been easy to be the opposite. It would have been easy, you know, Italy's got these funny things like for some reason on Thursday afternoons, all the shops close and, you know, the lunch is only served from 12, like noon to two. And if you miss that, you can't get lunch. So, <laughs> It, and then, like the government offices, like flip a coin, whether or not they're going to be open on any given day. So it would have been easy to show up there and then be closed and then get all frustrated because, you know, like, ah, oh, I needed to get this document today. But the Italian culture, it's eh, Bob Benny, like, ah, eh, oh, well, let's get a coffee instead. So <laughs> that, that aspect of Italy, and I would say all of for traveling, um, it definitely helps you appreciate and be grateful for what you have, but also like, almost awe founded or, or, or kind of, uh, it, it, it almost puts things into perspective too, because I mean, I I've seen buildings, I've been in buildings that are 500, 700 years old. I've seen structures that are 4,000 years old. I mean, and when you, when you put it in perspective like that, how can you not be like awestruck and inspired and and grateful? Right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. I love traveling too. And it's also, it's all the time really, inspiring and uh, it really, like you said, it brings um, perspective to life, to how I am as a person seeing other people that are very different from uh, how I am, that maybe, like you said, feel different about different aspects of life. And it's really interesting to see other people, but also see yourself in those contexts, because it's not the same as seeing those things on the TV, um, as it is to be there to, like, be in an Italian restaurant and uh, s- smell the the pasta or the pizza or um, interact with uh, with the waiter. It's it's a whole nother experience and uh, totally like uh, I love the, this this part about Italians the fact that they take time to enjoy things and it's it's an important part and even though uh from a some point uh, from one point of view it can be like okay they should be working harder or something uh i think they are teaching us a lesson by how they are too like there there is the need for a balance and for appreciating things and for appreciating life that is Still as important as working hard and getting lots of things and uh, reaching the heights of success, right?
1: Yeah, you absolutely nailed it there, and that, and you made a, a an amazing um, point with that it's it's about balance right and in balance on both sides i mean that was probably even a better way of saying what i was trying to say earlier is you know having too much of something isn't good either you know having too little is where we a lot of times focus on but it's about the balance so
0: exactly exactly so i wanted to ask you if you've always been grateful um Better yet, if you could go back in time, um, like maybe 10 or 20 years ago, when you weren't this grateful, what would you tell your younger self about gratitude?
1: Well, I would definitely say I have not always been grateful. Um, I have always been fortunate, but I didn't always appreciate what I've had. And that's not just in the past, you know, it's gratitude, I think, is, is a mindset and we can be in it or out of it. And I also saw, um, I've, I've seen some quotes or posts, uh, actually recently, which I think is appropriate for this, this, uh, interview is it's, it's, you can't be grateful and depressed at the same time. So that aspect is, is something to understand is we can come in and out of gratitude. I mean, obviously, uh, so it is a learned and a practiced skill, I would say, um, but for my younger self, I think the first thing I would do, because I don't think my young younger self would ha- have understood the importance of it, because he has he wouldn't have ha- had had all the experiences, the the stumbles and the life lessons and the things like that that I have had. So the first thing I think I would make him do is read the book Think, think and Grow Rich by Napoleon mm-hmm. Hill, so he could put his mind around like what that aspect of thought, the power of thought, how how important that is. Because he probably wouldn't listen to me, right? (laughs) He'd need to hear it from somebody (laughs) else first. But at that point, then I would have the conversation with him about the power of thought and how every thought that goes in or out affects the outcome of your life. I mean, I truly believe I've gotten everything I've ever wished for. And sometimes that's a curse because I'm not talking about just... Uh, Money or things. I mean, I remember when I used to say, like, "Oh man, all I want to do is just travel all the time. That's all I want to do. Like, I love traveling. I just, I wish I could just travel." And then, sure enough, six months or a year later, I recognize, man, I am traveling every weekend for conferences, for seminars, for teaching, for this, and I'm like, "This is too much travel." So be careful what you put in or out, because I truly believe you do get what you ask for, not necessarily tomorrow, but down the road. So. I would tell them about the power of thought, everything that goes in and out affects the outcome of your life. So guard your brain and your thoughts closely and do your best to fill it with positive things or constructive things because it will affect your life. And this this is also, I mean, I think we overlook it. I know my partner tells me this more because I do like the occasional scary movie, right? <laughs> um, but she's very adamant. She won't watch anything scary, anything bad, grotesque or negative because uh, she's very adamant that what goes into your brain will affect your life. And I think a lot of times we think about what we think of in our own thoughts, but we don't really pay attention to the just the fact of what we put in there can affect us as well. So that's probably what I would be specifically uh, speaking to him about and hopefully he would listen to me
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that would be great that would be great but um at least our listeners would get will get your message and uh hopefully they will listen and uh they will look, look into thinking, grow rich and into being more grateful and uh, into being more aware of what goes in uh, as thoughts. But you also mentioned something that's that's really important. Um, you said that when you were traveling, it, it took you a while to realize that you're, you were actually enjoying something that you wished for um, a few months ago or a year ago. And I think that's really interesting as we work as humans. And that's why... That's another reason why I think gratitude is so important because sometimes at this exact precise moment, we are living the life of our dreams, but we just don't see it. And I think that's, that's really interesting. Like we might be doing those same things that we, we dreamt about uh, maybe one year ago or two years ago or um, a couple of months ago, but we just don't realize that we're doing that. And uh, your, your example, I, I think, speaks um, a lot about, about the situation. And without us acknowledging the fact that we are living the, the dream life that we uh, thought about at one point, um, we, we just, we're, we're not appreciating it because we don't realize it. We're, we're not realizing it. And I think that's, that's so interesting about how we work. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, as humans, it's kind of, it's interesting just sitting here listening to you and, and thinking about this topic. It's it's almost like we're wired for the opposite. We're wired to yeah. not appreciate and not think about what we have. And I think that goes back kind of to, you know, if, if we were to take this back, you know, to genetic roots and whatnot, you know, like cavemen and prehistoric beings, you know, we probably couldn't sit around and relish, oh, look, we've got this, you know, new, Uh, rabbit we just killed. We need to be, you know, back then we needed to be thinking about where we're going to get the next rabbit from. Um, Maybe it goes to that a little bit, but what I have noticed for myself and from others and having the same discussion with others is that, you know, as humans, we, we essentially, we set goals and then we move towards those goals. But the thing is when we get towards those goals, the, the goal isn't fixed we move the goal forward. So the goal is always moving forward and and we're always focused on this thing. And when I say goal, it could be anything. It's not necessarily monetary or business success. It could be family. It could be having, you know, getting married and having kids or whatever. But every time we, we kind of get towards that goal, we push it further away. So we're always in chase or in pursuit of a goal that that honestly like seems like we never achieve it but it's because we don't stop going you know going back to my original statement we don't stop and celebrate the wins and revel in the moment so if like if we just stop and look back like where have we come in the last six come from in the last 6 months or the last 12 months or 5 years and appreciate the journey we've been on to this point it'll help us also recognize that oh wow you know I really have made some progress. I really have accomplished those things. And and that's when it became very apparent to me, like, wow, like everything I've ever asked for, I've gotten, both positively and negatively. And that's when I started recognizing the importance of being careful what you wish for and being very specific for what you wish for as well. So, yeah, I agree with you completely.
0: Yeah, that's so true. So true. And... Yeah. And the way of we can do this, for instance, in your situation uh, with traveling, we can be grateful for the fact that um, we are traveling a lot. Let's say if we were in, in your in your shoes, but also we, we can uh, think of, okay, I realized that I was able to create this in my life. Now I just need to optimize it a little bit and Maybe travel more for leisure rather than for business, maybe. Or uh, have more time for myself or for my family while I'm traveling. But the thing is that when we realize that we, uh, we made things happen and we appreciate them, it actually empowers us to create new and better things without feeling the... Um, Like we're not where we want to be, but appreciating the things that we have constructed that are good, right?
1: Yeah, and you said one of my favorite words, optimization. So with my (laughs) my business, Hustle and Scale, when I'm working with entrepreneurs to kind of get their business to the next level, whether it's taking a side hustle to a six-figure business or from a six-figure to a seven-figure business or seven figures to sale, Um, we're always looking at optimization and one of the things, you know, I, I think after this conversation, I'm going to focus on more is as we're going through those steps, as we're optimizing their business so that they can scale it so they can make, you know, make it bigger and better and and accomplish whatever their goals are. I think I'm going to start including, uh, which I've never done before with, you know, when I'm helping these entrepreneurs, we're going to start including like, well, what have you accomplished and celebrating those specific wins? Because I think, you know, I, I truly believe it's important. I have not actually put the focus like that into the people I'm helping, but I think that would be amazing for them too, because we're constantly optimizing their business. How can they, you know depending on their team maybe it's a team of 1 or a team of 10 how can they get the most out make the most impact and help get their message out to the world but i think now we're going to start looking at uh also what have you done so far and let's celebrate those wins
0: exactly exactly because you build on that and you realize oh my god i i've reached this level it's quite amazing i can do more and uh for me it's it's always been been uh, very helpful to to be doing this, but we 're nearing the end of our time together, and I wanted to ask you in your life um, who are the people that influence influenced you in a positive way for whom you are really grateful and who the people that you would like to mention
1: Yes, absolutely great question. Um, I would have to say there's definitely there 's probably many, many, many people, but for the sake of time, the two that stand out the most first being my father, Wes Wade. Um, he's always supported me uh, through all of the ups and downs, and he's always been that that voice and word of wisdom that helped me along the way, believed in me when nobody else believed in me, you know, supported me when I made, you know, when I had those failures, which we all have along the way. Um, and he's also been the example, you know, he has Who's inspired me and told me I could do whatever I put my mind to and 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 gave me that mindset of thinking outside the box. The other would be my partner, Dr. Krista Burns. She's also the co-founder of the American Posture Institute, that company Mm -hmm. over there. But she continues to support me along this journey right now. And she is, she would be, if I had to say, she'd be the example. I mean, she is, it's unbelievable the amount of, uh, things that she can do both, you know, she's one of the most intelligent, beautiful, uh, just inspiring people I've ever met. And she's constantly inspiring me to do more and to be better. So those would be the two people I definitely want to say, you know, thank you to them and and who've helped me uh, be grateful along the way.
0: Wow. I I love, I love the, the explanations and, uh, what you feel about, um, these people from your life and uh, I think it's amazing and it's actually an example of how you can express gratitude and how you can be grateful for certain people so where can our audience find you where can our audience see your work and get in touch with you
1: absolutely so um, on Facebook I'm over at hustle and scale so hustle and scale Uh, I'm there regularly. You can jump on Messenger there and shoot me a message. I check all of those. Um, Also, I'm on Instagram. If you want to follow me on my journey and my travels and see cool images, you can also go on Instagram. And again, it's Hustle and Scale. Uh, And then, of course, my website is Hustle and Scale as well. So (laughs) you search Hustle and Scale, you'll find me.
0: Perfect, perfect. So make sure you go to HustleandScale.com and you will find uh, Mark there and you can get in touch with him. Thank you so much, Mark, for being here with us, for sharing so much of your life and your experience with us. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm being grateful right now for even being on this uh, interview with you. I'd like to just go ahead and give your audience a free gift for anybody who it's relevant to and wants it. Um, I specialize in a strategy called the One Day Summit. So I'll give you the link that you can put in the show notes. But if they wanted to go to hustleandscale.com forward slash free course, I'll give them a free course on how they can set up their own one day summit so that they can start scaling their business for those, for those entrepreneurs that are out there
0: in your audience. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this interview. If you've enjoyed it, make sure you give a rating or a review on iTunes. Or just subscribe if you want to stay in touch and receive such interviews directly on your phone whenever they come up. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking gratitude. Thank you.